Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Uh, this week, of course, we're moviesmen. I watched right. a movie. Filmsmen. Cinema files. Cinephiles. Yeah. Which uh, is a new type of file for you to be. Oh, come on. What, Francophile. Tim? Francophile. I love French Yeah, you stuff. love France. You're always trying to get me to watch... Uh, I don't like people that... I don't understand when Americans are really obsessed with France. I don't understand when Americans are really obsessed with any other country when they already live in the best country it's that ever right. been. That's right. <laughs> no, but I do think they're... Uh, I think me and you are both the same way where we're wary about like files of other countries. Mostly because I'm like, well, if it's so great, why don't you go live there? I mean... You say that, <laughs> yeah. We're coming off, and like, I, I would love to. If if it were easy, I would probably live somewhere else or try to live somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know, because I think when you're like a francophile, you or know, a, in like uh, a couple of years, like everybody's going to be in America is going to be able to like just have a gun and like <laughs> unregistered and just Tim, like I have uh, bad news for you about <laughs> most countries, most States in this country. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, like what's, uh, uh, what, what are, uh, British files called? The queen of files. No. Cause they love the queen. No, but there's another, Oh God. People Prince are screaming. Not Philippians. Prin- no. <sighs> Can't remember. But anyway, um, I don't know. I think, uh, Americans at least don't, America's weird because like, if you are from Tesco files, no, if, if you're from that, um, uh, I was about to say Franco files, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're from that, like if your family's from that, if your family's from Italy and you know a lot about Italy. That's fine. Yeah. But like if your family's from France and you're like obsessed with Italy, people are like, ugh, what's wrong with you? Get out and stop it. I just don't like anything. I, I don't like when anybody's obsessed with anything. Yeah, I guess that that's kind of. Especially like a country, like all countries are bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Every single country is bad because like the leadership to some extent of every com- yeah. country is bad. Like. What are, what are you a fan of? Well, like I think the, the laws. Well, I think also when people are like francophiles or whatever, uh, they're just like baguettes. Well, there's like a level that's uh, to it that's almost like fetishism, like fetishizing mm-hmm. it, where it's like, oh, that's not like what day to day life is like in that country. You're mm-hmm. you're you, you know been to France? No. See, I've been to France, Tom. Yeah, I know you lost Once. your pants. Yeah. Shit my pants. <laughs> I shit my pants. And then I lost them. <laughs> in the south of France. Yeah. Yeah. And was everybody just rude to you? No. Everybody was like quite nice, except for the one person that I know in France <laughs> who was really, really rude to me. <laughs> so you got the authentic French experience. Exactly. Um, but um, I, I forgive her. I was, I was, I was. I was going to hold a grudge for the rest of my life, but then the pandemic <laughs> you've only, happened. You've only held it for five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim, I have three potential topics I could, I could talk about right now that I'm prepared to talk about. Okay. That I've prepared statements about. I'm going to let you And choose. I will note that we do another podcast uh-huh. that a lot more people listen to, but like not as cool. Right? The, the cool people don't listen to that one No, so cool much. people pay money to listen to a show. Yeah. Um, um, but you've never come with three ideas in one week for that show. No, and actually, I have another idea: the Anglophile. Anglophile. Okay. Jesus Christ, Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. yeah we got. Anyway, um, yeah, I have another idea that I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna bring up because it's, it's <laughs> I was say because it's too personal. <laughs> it's too dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's just a complaint that I had. Uh, um, yeah, save that for the other show. Right. Uh, we should have just named that other show complaining. <laughs> God, that would be, uh, you know, I don't know if I would download a show called complaining. Maybe I would. Maybe I'd like to I mean, that's commiserate. That's what you get at least. Like, at least nah. it's truth in advertising. I could, uh, would you like, 
to hear my thoughts about something concerning former presidents and now not political and not, you know, any particular former president, all the former presidents, something concerning the Beach Boys, Beach Boys. okay, or something concerning uh, Ben Affleck. Presidents, U.S. presidents, Beach Boys are bent out. This is like a the best episode of Jeopardy you've ever seen when they're revealing all the topics. Yeah, no, I, I uh, I'm interested in all. You you'd know, like, I have to go with you'd the Beach be Boys. Like though. Cliff Clavin when uh, <laughs> when all the topics were like uh, postal service and stuff. The Beach Boys. I think I think I do, but I do want to hear the other ones. All right. Well, that's fine because I don't think any of them are going to be that long of a conversation. All right. The Beach Boys. And I'll tell you, I watched this movie, 1984. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have that much was to say a, about it. Was it 1984? Would that be the headline Kinda of your was, review? But people really like this movie. We'll, 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 we'll talk get to about it. it. Um, Tim, here's my question about the Beach Boys. What was it that made the Beach Boys think St. Nick was so little? Little St. Nick. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. I'd never heard that St. Nick was little. Um, I don't know. They did. They were like Christian boys. Yeah. So if it was a saint, mm-hmm. they might have known like, like, do, what do you know uh, about St. Francis of Assisi? Assisi? Assisi. Uh, I don't know anything about any saints. Right. You know a little bit about Mother Teresa. Yeah. She's a saint. But that, uh, yeah, sure. Like recent saints. And right. like St. Patrick, because he's got his own holiday. Right. But uh, I don't really know anything about St. Nick other than, I don't know. Was like, I mean, Santa Claus is St. Nick, but like not really. They just kind of took a bunch of ideas and mashed it into Santa Claus. It's Con- unclear. <laughs> I'm trying to see. I if- didn't know we knew how tall all the saints were. Uh, well, here's here's what Brian Wilson said about writing the song. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you're you know me, I'm a I'm a Beach Boys guy, although yeah. less so these days. You know what the thing is? What after Pet Sounds and like some of the 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 other like some stuff on Smiley Smile and yeah. like Friends and stuff, it's kind of just all bullshit. Uh, they they as a band like quickly kind of went all over the place. Yeah. Um. Brian Wilson said, I wrote the lyrics to it while I was out on a date, and then I rushed home to finish the music. Wow, sounds like a fun date. Oh, Tom. Oh, hold on. Uh, I'm not ready to order the appetizer, so I'm writing a song about Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, that's about the best you can expect from a date with Brian Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, this date had to have known what they were getting into. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's probably one of the like more high functioning dates he's ever had. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go to the bathroom to do a bunch of drugs and then come back out. Tom, I I know this isn't going to be interesting to you, but this is a definitive answer to your question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of its rhythm and structure derives from the group's Little Deuce Coupe, mm-hmm. which all, also co-written by Wilson and later released as a. Uh, and, and released as a single six months earlier. So it's based on Little Deuce and yeah. Little Saint Nick. So it's you just. It's a Little Deuce Coop, Little Deuce Coop. It's yeah. a Little Deuce Coop. Yeah. So he, he ripped off his own song and. And it worked. Little Deuce Coop. The Deuce Coop was little. Yeah. And then he was like, Saint Nick, what can we say? What adjective can we. Oh, let's just use little again. <laughs> and it said, uh, it's the bigger Saint Nick. <laughs> Because Saint the Nick, big guy, Saint Nick, because he's the well, big guy. Well, you can't say the big guy. That's three. He's the big. No, because they say the little Saint Nick. Yeah, big but, guy Saint Nick. <laughs> it doesn't flow as well. Yeah. Bigger Saint Nick works. Bigger than what? <laughs> than a coop. <laughs> than a deuce coop. I think he was trying to downplay the fact that he was just rewriting his song. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess if he put the the words "little deuce scoop" in there, it would kind of uh, yeah, it might might spark something for a lot of listeners. Tim, I'm going to go through all these topics. Okay, cool. Um, it's what it's what I'm hearing people demand. It's a regular uh, Tom's musings. Yeah. You ever, you ever uh, notice this? You ever wonder about this? What's that? What's it? What? <laughs> it's by Jay Leno. Oh, I don't know who that is. Um. 
I think this You looked at me like, you don't know who Jay Leno is. <laughs> Tim, he was the host of the Jay Leno show. Yeah, 10 p.m. on NBC. <laughs> um, one thing that an underappreciated aspect of being a president, you know, people talk about all the, the perks of being a president mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. I think probably the best perk is that all the presidents get uh, intelligence briefings for the rest of their lives. Yeah. That's got to be awesome. Or terrifying. I don't want to yeah, know what's in those. Yeah, it might be sometimes terrifying. Like, if, if you're- Do you think, like, 2017 to <laughs> yeah. 2020, people were like, cool, yeah, tell me all the scary stuff <laughs> that, like, isn't going to be yeah. dealt with. Yeah, okay. And what what's the current guy's uh, playing with this? <laughs> well, we, we can't tell you that. That's that's uh, confidential to him. It's, oh, it's Jesus Christ. nothing, isn't it? His <laughs> yeah. plan is nothing. Just uh he yeah. didn't. He didn't hear this, did he? <laughs> yeah. So we've uh, we've learned that ISIS has uh, obtained a nuclear warhead. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's cool in theory, right? And and you're thinking like bragging rights, right? Where you don't have a job, but really <laughs> right. you have access to the the highest level intelligence. Yeah, of but the world. like I don't know how often they get. I think it's weekly when you're like an ex president. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, that's got to be awesome when you're just like, I don't know, dicking around, making Netflix shows or whatever, or, or flying on Jeffrey Epstein's jet. And then it's like once a week, you know, some like real painting, s- some veterans, painting portraits <laughs> of veterans whose lives your wars ruined. <laughs> uh, but then like, you know, once a week, uh, a bunch of like, you know, uh, real official looking guys coming in. They're like, nobody can listen to this except for you, sir. Yeah. And you have to know this, even though. Yeah. Even though you're just dicking around painting all day, yeah. it's uh, uh, crucial to national security that you're made aware of this. But I'm just thinking about because like uh, Biden got briefed the other day on the uh the upcoming uh, UAP report that uh, the Pentagon's going to be putting out about unidentified aerial phenomenon. Okay. Uh, but then I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, like somebody sat down with like Jimmy Carter the other day. <laughs> it was like, here's what we got coming. And he's like, I'm going to stop you there. No, actually, Jimmy Carter was real into uh, UFOs. Yeah, he was. So I'm sure he was very interested. Um, I also watched a thing. I've talked about it on on one of these shows about this uh, YouTube channel that I watched, the Behavior Panel. It's just a, it's a bunch of guys who are real good at uh, detecting lies. I don't care about UFOs, Tom. Well, they care about you, Tim. No, they don't. But it was interesting. Uh, these guys were, they went over like a bunch of clips of like pretty much all, I think except for Jimmy Carter, all the, you know, uh, Trump, Trump while he was president, Obama, uh, Clinton, Bush. All the recent presidents. Yeah, all the recent former presidents. Um, And it was interesting just how like all... And they did a good job where they were like, look, we're not going to tell you like they're lying. Look, but they were like, all of them are keeping something to themselves. You can tell. And they're like, and that something might be. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> like I wish yeah. I had something more exciting to tell you. So why are you? Because there's not nothing, Tim. There's something. The Pentagon said there's something. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? A man, a man who has otherwise devoted his life to the Pentagon <laughs> is now saying who cares? There's a good book, Tom. Uh, the yeah, President's it's called the Bible. Um, it's about the this is a books podcast. I thought I'd yeah. tie this back to books. All right, then I'll talk about a book. The President's about Club. UFOs. Um, it's about the former presidents and like how like what that network looks like post presidency and like why they all become friends, even yeah. though like their politics are vastly yeah. different sometimes. Um it's fascinating and infuriating. Yeah. I know you're you're a guy who like gets real mad about like uh, president, like specifically with George W. Bush, that like you know former Democrat presidents like pal around with them, yeah. Uh, which I get, but I also think I I also- less less the president thing and more like people who were like marching alongside me against the Iraq War who were like he's so cute now. <laughs> yeah. It's like what? Are, God damn it. Yeah, but I was but I was gonna say like I totally get the like. 
you know, that's the most unique job in the oh, world. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, like, and if you've got three people on Earth you can commiserate with about it. Yeah, of course. And like, and it's also like, hey, you know, they talk about the UFOs. Yeah, or hey, did, yeah. You, did you hear what they said in the briefing about yeah. the <sighs> big stuff coming, Tim? Real big stuff coming. That's what I'm hearing from my sources. Does, does well, no, I don't want to talk. What? No, ask it, Tim. No, this, if wasn't, I can't this answer... wasn't about UFOs, Tom. Oh, okay. Then Go I'm to the third interested. topic. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben, a- ben and Jen back together, but not the Jen you think. J-Lo. J-Lo. Yeah. Um, you know, I was- Who's uh, the Jen that I would think? Garner. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, you finally learned her name. You didn't call her Did you Garner. see how, how- You had to really focus. Yeah. <laughs> Now you'll speed up how slowly I said that in post. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Um, I do a lot of post work here to make you look really good. Tom. Thank you. Yeah. Now that's why I hear that I come off really well on this show. Um, uh, so it's it, you know it's in the news right now. Uh, ben Affleck, J Lo, uh, rekindled flame, hanging hanging out, vacationing together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking at, you know, I was reading one of these articles today because uh, apparently uh, Ben Affleck was like filming something this week in Las Vegas and J-Lo's mom was in it hmm. um, at like a casino. And they were saying uh, J-Lo's mom's like a big uh, casino person. Gambler, I guess, would be the the okay. colloquial term. But uh, J-Lo's mom once uh, won $2.6 million at the slot machine. Good, she needs it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was like, how excited could she have possibly been when yeah, like J-Lo her, could have been like, oh. I made that Tuesday. Yeah. And I, from like mom, my fragrance it, line yeah, mom, that like I need, stopped going to the meetings for six years <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, well, You need $2.6 million. I could give that to you. <laughs> when it also made me wonder, like, that's cool you know or crazy you won 2.6 million on a slot did you spend like five million dollars that your daughter's given you over the past 20 years just like i'm just a slot maniac probably yeah. i mean and it, it, it's not you know this it's mm-hmm. not a uh i like that you <laughs> said this was a ben affleck topic well i'm gonna get to <laughs> it. um uh, it, it's not about the monetary reward necessarily mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. it's just the 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 uh, the addict's brain right yeah. like um that's that's what she's taking pleasure in. it's yeah. it's every time the the winds come it's it's right. feeding a little bit uh well in this also uh i forgot that i forget which casino but it was a big one uh ben affleck is banned from uh for counting cards he that doesn't surprise me but i bet he also <laughs> wasn't that good at counting cards <laughs> he's right counting out loud and they were <laughs> like all right pal we gotta get you out of here um but I was just thinking, you know, when I was scrolling down this article, I saw, you know, they had pictures of uh, Ben Affleck and pictures of A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Boy, Ben Affleck, he's got to be 10 times better than talking to A-Rod. Talking to A-Rod must be like you know, talking to a doorknob. At least Ben Affleck's, I don't know, weird. <laughs> yeah. I think A Rod's weird in in specific A-Rod's ways. A Rod's weird, I bet, in like very secretive ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's very true. Where like he does not want anybody to know he's weird. Yeah. Although now he's got a line of men's makeup coming out. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, it's like it's basically like a concealer stick, hmm. and it makes sense that like you know. That would be something that a makeup company would be like, oh, if A-Rod tells guys this is all right. If a pro athlete endorses it. Right. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like and, if some Hollywood actor is like. Yeah. Hey, I wear makeup every yeah. day. And, you know, uh, here's my makeup line. And like I also like, I don't know. I've never worn con- concealer, but like I get it if you have like razor burn or. Uh, pimples or something and like mm-hmm. you've got like a big day maybe your a rod and you're getting your, your pictures taken sure why not yeah but i thought it was weird that like i don't know a rod's like one of those guys that's like such a black box personality wise that it's like oh this is like one of the things you let like seep out that like 
All right. I'll tell everybody something personal about me. I, I have no problem wearing makeup sometimes. And it's like, oh, that, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, no, no further questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> what interest do you have outside of baseball? Uh, stop asking me questions. Buy my makeup or, or, or watch me play baseball. That's all I'm interested in. And, and also uh, taking human growth hormone. But don't ask me about that either. Well, he would say he's interested in it, though. <laughs> well, and he then would ask say for no further questions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Well, he's out of the game now. You can admit to taking mm, a little. Probably shouldn't. Is he little... in the Hall of Fame yet? Uh, no. And they can take you out. I mean, they did. Uh, did they take Pete Rose out, or he never got in? They he never, never got, got in because yeah. he got thrown out of baseball. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Why are you telling me? <laughs> um, let me ask you this, Tom. Where yeah. do we come down on Ben Affleck? Pro con, always pro. I'm pro Affleck, yeah. and like also like he's a scumbag, but it's great. He's a scumbag, but he's also like he knows how to clean up. Yeah, yeah. When when Ben Affleck's clean, he's clean as a whistle. Yeah, and it's like, hey, he's a scumbag, and like he's gonna like bum cigarettes off you or whatever, <laughs> and but, then disappear. Yeah, and then like, uh, but then like y- y- you need him to show up in a tux and like charm some people yeah he'll fucking do that better than anybody you, you've ever seen in your whole well, life i'm telling you tim you should you should see these pictures of him directing jayla's mom because he looks like he's charming the 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 jackpot out of her wow um he and- needs that money <laughs> he took the money and brought it over to the blackjack table they're like hey no we told you get out of here why hasn't he done a big splashy like Interview? I'm going to become a big investor in Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> what do you mean, a big splashy, I'm going to become an investor in Dunkin' Exactly what I just said, Dub. Um, because I don't think Dunkin' Donuts is necessarily like a great company to invest in. But what if he owned like 38% of it? I think there's better opportunities for somebody like Ben Affleck. Everybody knows Ben Affleck drinks Dunkin' Donuts. I know. They don't. So, be, why, so what's, meme, in it, what's in it for Dunkin' Donuts? It really is a meme. They get an investor. They get a lot of his money. <laughs> I don't think he's got money. I think he's has gambled away a lot of his money, probably. Yeah. That's probably why he's doing that. I don't know. Maybe he's doing a casino commercial. What was he doing? It, he's making a movie, right? He must be making a movie. No, but like not with his unc- girlfriend's mom. That's what seemed like confusing about it, hmm. that nobody was really sure what this was that that was being shot. I'm sure J-Lo's mom loves Ben Affleck and probably never liked A-Rod. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever really liked A-Rod. No. Do you... Why'd they break up? Why'd J-Lo and Ben Affleck break up? Do you know? Um... No, <laughs> I was I was racking my brain. Of course not. I don't oh. know. We should get him on the show and ask him. Uh, ben Affleck. Yeah, it would be Appa- apparently even before she broke up with A Rod, they were sending flirty emails back and forth. Mm. Uh, the A Rod thing was just like those are two like hyper driven type sociopaths. A personality <laughs> yeah. sociopaths who were just kind of like look. This would be great. This would for, be great synergy. Yeah. If we got together. And like, even when they like announced that they were, they were just like, our projects live on together. And it's just like, all these people, they have like the smartest people in Hollywood or mm-hmm. whatever, in entertainment, in, in sports and entertainment. They realize like, I'm going to strike while the iron's hot and I'm going to become a lifestyle brand. And I'm just going to like, <laughs> Like invest and have a lot of different lines of things yeah. and like, um, well, yeah, and that's what a Rod's makeup line is now. Yeah, where it's just like, yeah, there must just be a certain amount of people that will buy anything a Rod. Multiple streams yeah. of income, and then mm. like it's and like one of them will make him more than he ever made playing baseball. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, Jaylo made a lot of money playing baseball. Yeah, I know, he's the <laughs> but like. JLo's perfume probably oh, like yeah. made her more money than, than she made music, in the music yeah. industry. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, and she was like the biggest star in the music industry. Oh yeah, for a yeah. Couple it's years. not to yeah. say she wasn't big yeah. a big musician. It's, it's just, just a smart thing. And like then they were just like, oh, how do we 
like multiply this. Oh, we'll have a the romance and like whatever. Yeah. And they probably did like probably did have some steamy chemistry, Tom. Look at them. They're both beautiful people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he looks like when he's not wearing his makeup. But. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Now you know his secret. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm trying. I think it was uh, uh, like Aerosmith when they came out with an Aerosmith guitar hero. Aerosmith made more money off of that than they like ever made off any of their albums. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, yeah, they got, you know they probably negotiated to get like $20 off of every one of these yeah. instead of a dollar off an album, maybe even more money. Well done, Steven. <sighs> Diversify Tyler your company. portfolio. Yeah. That, I mean, it sounds like maybe that's what JLo is helping Ben Affleck with. Maybe she's saying, you know what you should do? Do a big splashy investment in Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying, Tom. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts and cigarettes. See if uh, Marlboro Red is interested in uh, having you as a new spokesman. Tom, I watched the movie 1984. Yeah. Uh, to coin a phrase, it was a 1984. Yeah, that was my phrase. I used huh, that no, earlier in the coined, episode. I coined it. No, no, no. I coined it earlier. Um, It's fine, Tom. Look. John Hurt? Yeah, okay. I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Number one. Yeah. Uh, this movie is almost two hours long. Okay. Which I guess isn't that long for a movie. Now, we talked about, though, my thing with 1984 is that I'm always shocked. I feel like it's a movie you don't hear a lot about. Yeah. And it won, like, best British movie at, like, some British awards. Okay. But not the BAFTAs, because the, the, the uh, director... Pulled it from contention from the BAFTAs for a reason that I'll get into later. <laughs> okay. Michael Radford. Okay. Um, you know, your favorite director? Yeah. Was it something Prince Andrew said? Um, no. Uh, it's actually uh, the most interesting thing about this movie. <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you just never hear about it. Like, I, I feel like I've never seen even like a clip of this movie. It's never on the only thing it was that never you on know, TV or anything like that. Yeah, the only thing that you know is that they like based the visuals of the Apple 1984 yeah. commercial, which is way more culturally relevant than yes, this movie. Yeah, off of like this movie. Did they? Because that commercial came out in 1984 too. Yeah. So is it just like a quick turnaround or Maybe. is it? It was su- Oh, no, it was Super Bowl 1984. So yeah. it was early. It was before they even started yeah. shooting this movie. Or is it just like, well, there's only so many ways to shoot Yeah, this. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so I watched it on Pluto TV because I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm not gonna pay money for, for this. For people that d- aren't f- familiar, Pluto TV is essentially an app that has... Uh, it's like a cable replacement, but for free because it's ad. It's just as good as pay cable. With yeah, the, the... yeah. It's I I have it. I don't watch it that often, but it. You have it. You don't. You just have to get the ad. Like you don't yeah. have to sign in or yeah, sign yeah, up. Yeah, I or don't anything. even have an account or anything. It's like just that. a bunch of channels. They show you the same shit that they show on regular basic cable, and yeah. they have ca- uh, commercials. And yeah, if you are looking for you know just something to watch in the background. <laughs> Or like, you know, I just want to like have House Hunter episodes on or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Pluto TV is great. A lot for of that. good game show content, too. Yeah, because which makes sense because it's like, well, what are you going to do with back catalog game show stuff? Yeah. You have so much of it. Yeah, you might as well just. There's a whole Bob Barker era, the Price is Right channel yeah. that just plays 24 hours a day. Yeah, one, one of thousands of episodes yeah. that they have. Because yeah. it's not like, oh, well, if we make those available, nobody's going to watch the new episodes. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of content that basically they're like, ah, you can make us any money off of it. Fine, sure. Here, have it. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like, there's commercials in it. Yeah. Uh, but it was on demand on, on Pluto TV. Oh, I don't think I knew that they had on demand. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff on demand. There's a bunch of like weird, like I I have a Roku. I think you do too. Mm -hmm. And there's like a Roku channel that I always thought was just like tutorials about like how to use the remote and stuff. You know what the Roku channel did? 
They bought Quibi. Yeah, so yeah. you can watch all the the Quibi stuff. Yeah, that have been rebranded as Roku Originals. Good for them. Yeah. Um, but like I went into that channel recently before Quibi, um, and it was just like, oh, there's just like a random assortment, but like a lot of stuff, and like some stuff that I remember. I think I talked about it on the show that like they had the mask on there, and I was like, oh, the mask. Wow, mm. all right, they got some good stuff on here. And like, yeah, yeah, it's mostly commercial supported, but like, right, but whatever. Who cares? You're, you're like, ah, oh, well, I'm not gonna watch the mask if I have to watch a fucking <laughs> Mastercard commercial yeah. during it. I mean, I hate watching commercials, but yeah, anything on like Pluto TV, I'm not paying that much yeah. attention to that I'd care. Okay, so the movie starts, Tom, 1984, and it was hard to search for this movie. They spell it out, and I and so on. already I'm like, enough. Come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, so there's a bunch of people sitting in a big room. Mm-hmm. You know this. This you know, uh, they're watching some video. It's, they're getting all riled up, and yeah. it's the Big Brother, and he's talking, and everybody's yelling at the screen. Mm-hmm. Bah, bah, you know, and it's uh, it's Big Brother, I think, like yeah. this man on the screen. yeah with the mustache. And then uh, yeah, and there's a bunch of people, and then there's a couple rows in the front of people who are like just stoically watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's the, the the inner party, yeah, or the outer party, yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, then the national anthem starts playing and everybody quiets Yeah, some real cool Radiohead shit. Um, no, and they all stand and they all do this thing with their arms where they like make a Wakanda forever, yeah, something like that. Uh huh. Um, and then they start singing along with the national anthem and like it's it's all the same shit from the book yeah, yeah, where they're yeah. talking about the war that they're at and mm-hmm. yelling at people. And the credits come up. And it's like John Hurt, mm-hmm. Richard Burton, and those are guys that uh, I heard from heard of like from old movies. Yeah, those are like big seventies stars. Yeah, I don't know what they look like. I like I, I don't <laughs> know what they look like. And everybody in this movie, I've never seen before in my life. So, so I don't know who it's who, but I assume the main guys were John Hurt. Yeah, and the main guys, John Hurt. Yeah. Um, and then it was like the music by uh, the Eurythmics. Oh, sweet dreams are made of these. Yeah, and another guy. Um, well, there's a guy in the Eurythmics. Maybe it was him. No. Uh,. Annie Lennox does make a cameo in this. Oh, movie. does she? She's one of the women at, at a, like a rally. Uh, Dominic Muldowney. Okay. So like, and I saw this and I was like, oh, Eurythmics did like the music, and then they needed a guy who could like do like violins and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I'm pretty cool. All right, so then, <laughs> Do you say that out loud while you're watching? I think I did actually. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> so anyway, uh. Uh, he's uh, it's Winston. Is that his name? Uh, Winston Smith. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, and I think I guess this is John Hurt. He looks pretty cool. He's got. They all have. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This guy's working at his computer, and it looks like a at the library in the eighties, the microfiche machines yeah, or whatever. Yeah. What's the difference? What? Why do they say microfiche or microfilm? What's the you difference? You know what? I'm not sure. I think they're the same thing. Then why are we saying fiche? I feel like microfiche might be like a company name. Uh, okay. Like maybe they're the ones who made it, but it's microfilm. Tom, I'm going to ask, what are you looking up right now? I'm looking up uh, to see if there's anything John Hurt's been in that you would know. That might be the case. I was going to... I was going to... He's he's been in he's been in a lot of movies. He's no longer with us, by the way. Yeah, I know he's freaking old in this movie. But he, <laughs> but like he he was in Alien. But like you uh-huh. don't you don't know Alien. Uh, he was in uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He was in oh, the yeah. Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he. I don't think he. Maybe he was the I'm titular a, Elephant I'm a Man. Cine, cinephile, Tom. I know these things. And also, he retroactively became uh, a Doctor Who. Uh, what does that mean? Retroactively, <sighs> like he was revealed as a a version of the Doctor that nobody knew about so previously. He's like a cameo in a thing, kind of where it's like you know he was like modern day old John mm. Hurt, uh, John Hurt. 
And then it was John like, Heard, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I've heard of him. No, he's he that was the dad in Home Alone, right? <laughs> yes. Um uh or it's like revealed like you know, an old man doctor, and it's like, who the hell's this guy? And it's like, oh, this was a doctor that like the the ones after him like uh, erased from their memory. But like when he first became a doctor, he was like a young version of John Hurt. Mm. But it was to kind of like explain a gap in uh, Doctor. Yeah, you're not going to like or care. So. Yeah, I, I didn't care. Um, so, uh, he's But it was just a weird. He, I believe he was the oldest actor to become like a, you know, a doctor. Normally they don't cast like, you know, men in their 70s. Right. But he's a legend, Tommy. He was in the movie 1984. He was in the movie Alien. Yeah. Um. You uh, see, uh, you know, he's so Big Brother is watching, and sometimes yeah. did this happen in the book? Like Big Brother's face is like on the 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 computer, like watching the telescreen, him. yeah, yeah. Uh, microfiche machine. Now, does Big Brother talk in this? Yeah, he talks a lot. See, that's a thing that doesn't happen in the book, or mm. at least that's what I gathered. That it's like it's talky. You got to have people talk. Yeah. Too. Well, like, and that's why that was one of Winston's questions to O'Brien. Like, does Big Brother exist? Because in the book, it's more like he's just an image that everybody sees. I kind of got the impression that it was like the Che Guevara image, mm. you know, like the the Che Guevara shirt that everybody had. Um, that it was like that, where it's like people just always saw this like heroic image of Big Brother. Yeah, but they didn't know anything. They didn't know what his like real yeah. name was or no, anything. It's like an old man, like that. Like you can see him moving and stuff. Okay, cool. Um, uh, he's he's doing his his like job and stuff. You know, it's, Big it's, Brother it's is very similar. Oh, it's very yeah. similar to what's happening in the book. Mm-hmm. Everybody has like weird haircuts. Yeah, well, it's the future. Well, I guess they thought it would be the future style. If they were making this movie earlier, but they're making this movie in 1984. <laughs> they well, they shouldn't they know? Like they should have made this movie earlier. Yeah, they missed their chance to like. They should have made it in the 50s when the story was written. Yeah, and they they did make one in the 50s, but they changed the ending, and George Orwell's family like buried it. Or oh, something. really? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He's doing things, throwing things in the memory hole. All right, and then. Pluto TV. When George Orwell's family was burying it, what did George Orwell think about that, about his family becoming so involved in it? He was dead. What? He's thrown down the memory hole himself. (sighs) Well, that's devastating to hear. Uh, uh, Boom. Commercial for the Slice Pizza app, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. It was a good commercial. It's bright colors. The sound was a lot better than the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the Pluto version of the movie is like some VHS tape somebody bought at a garage sale and digitized. And look, this is a Richard Deacons movie. It looks good. Yeah. But like, he's a cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah. He also did like Blade Runner, I think. Yeah. He's done a ton of things. And like, I'm like, I just don't like, like, after a half hour of dystopian movies, I'm just like, enough this is why i don't want to live in dystopia like it's fine <laughs> enough show me a cartoon for yeah. god's sake so the slice app <laughs> it was, commercial a, was a, a welcome uh yeah. break and then there is a commercial for the acorns app what's that uh oh the, it's like a savings thing yeah okay and yeah. The, it had a nice story it was like a bank robbery hmm. and the customer and the hold up is explaining the acorns app to the robbers wow and he's like you don't have to do this you can save money and then they call off the bank robbery and <laughs> well they, i don't think they understand they, you know i bet robbing a bank is about getting rich quick yeah um and then there's uh, there was a commercial for uh <laughs> rachel ray nutrish uh the dog food yeah i thought yeah. I, I couldn't figure out i was like at first, I was like, oh, Rachel Ray, there's going to be a food <laughs> Wait, thing. I could just buy a bag of Rachel Ray food at, at Target? <laughs> and then uh, there was dogs in the audience. I was like, I think this might be do- I don't know. Maybe it was just a high concept. Back been, to the movie. I haven't seen the show in a while. Maybe that's how the show is now because of COVID. They just have a dog audience. Exactly. Um, so back to the movie. Um, there are people uh, on TV and they're like, uh, we lied about who the war was with. Oh, and they like, said that? 
Yeah. Mm. But it's like they're setting guys up to like it's, you know, it's guys that are being disgraced and like going to be disappeared or whatever. Oh, guy. Um, oh, this is when I figured out that John Hurt is Winston. <laughs> um, he looks kind of cool. He smokes cigarettes, wears funny little circle glasses, you know, oh, yeah. little circle glasses. Um, we hear his voiceover. I, th- I think mm. Winston in the book smokes cigarettes, too. Yeah. I think they well, have, cool. like, real shitty, cheap cigarettes. That yeah. They just, he, like, at one people. point, he went to light a cigarette and all the tobacco Oh, fell yeah. Out of that it. happens in the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also see occasionally the cameras that are watching him. Mm. What I imagine is what uh, you see on the feed in the, uh, like, pinhole cameras in your bathroom. In the toilet, yes. Yeah. Um, he's got secrets. We see he has a book hidden behind the a brick in the wall no oh, pink floyd um and it's a diary i figured out <laughs> he's writing in the diary yeah and we we this is in the book also. yes yeah he writes about his crushes and now tom here's the research that i did mm-hmm. and i was doing this as i was watching the movie and then there's a, a title card at the end of the movie that explains all this so he's like April sixth, nineteen eighty four, and then like writes his thing. Mm-hmm. They filmed the scenes on those dates that he <laughs> mentions, but isn't that stupid? <laughs> yeah, what good? Is, why? Like, who cares? Yeah, okay, cool. Like the eighty people on set were like privy yeah. to the fact, that, but like, shouldn't they have gotten this out? earlier in the year they, <laughs> yeah, this came say, out in october so like yeah. it wasn't really in wide release till 1985 yeah that that's i don't know what's who's, the point who's that of, for yeah, yeah exactly um he watches some lady on tv oh he does exercises mm. um and he has to do toe touches yeah that happens in the book and uh because the screen sees them and they're like you're not doing it exactly winston and then she says uh Anyone under 45 is capable of touching his toes. Yikes. Which, yikes. Glad I don't live in that future. Um, I like that in the book because at that point you're kind of, and like Winston is even kind of questioning like, how is this working? Like, are people really watching or do they tell us that? How often are they yeah, watching? Yeah, she calls him by like a number. Yeah, so mm-hmm. when he gets called out, you're like, oh shit, no, they are yeah. maybe watching all the time or maybe that was the one time they were watching, but that's kind of the whole point that you just don't know. Exactly. Um. So he meets up with like a friend, but like he doesn't really have any friends. Nobody's really friends. No, it's all just like other co-workers. Kinda. And some guy's like, oh, they're going to. And he doesn't like any of them. They're going to increase the chocolate rations. Mm-hmm. Did this happen in the book? I think so. Yeah. And like, it's kind of like a bigger guy. And it's like, are you guys being jerks here? Yeah. Um, and then they were talking about razors. I remember the razor thing. from yeah. the book. I think with chocolate that happened but it was something where like oh they're raising it but they it wasn't a raise it was a lowering but they said it was a raise Mm. so it was like a you know he was like oh okay this guy just fully believes that he doesn't remember last week they gave us this much chocolate right the Um, chocolate sucks anyway then he goes to like some mess hall or something where they're all eating food yeah, there's like a cafeteria. Um, yeah, and there's this one guy that looks like Corey Feldman in okay. one part. Um, but like, and then I was like, oh, Corey Feldman's in this movie. And it's like, oh, no, he's just an extra, like literally one shot. He's on the rest <laughs> of the movie. And also, it probably wasn't Corey Feldman because he would have been a lot younger at the time. He looked like yeah. Corey Feldman looks now. Right. And this was... 40 years ago <laughs> yeah Corey feldman was like a famous uh like boy actor yeah, at the time yeah but he this was a man yeah um so the lady uh julia is mm-hmm. staring at winston from across the mess hall um the food they're eating looks like shit yeah um and it everybody tastes like shit too everybody was talking to each other while eating the soup or the mm-hmm. slop it was making me sick so i couldn't <laughs> continue, i couldn't concentrate on what they were saying um, and then the guy who was talking about chocolate was like, oh, I don't think this is meat, um, but it, it tastes great. It, mm-hmm. it smells like meat. It feels like meat, but I don't think it's meat. Can I have your meat? Um, well, pal, that probably means it's meat that you wouldn't want to know where it came. Exactly. What animal it came from. Um, 
And the lady keeps looking. Julia keeps looking. Be a hamster at soup. Winston. Um, and now he, uh, then he's watching Hangings on TV. Cool. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. And he was like thinking about proles. You can hear his voice over, and the Eurythmics songs that play in the like the yeah, Um, boom, another slice ad. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's a different slice ad. Have you is, ever used the slice app? No, it's pretty good. It's to buy pizza from local pizza shops. Yeah, and apparently, like uh, they get more money than they would otherwise. Yeah, and they got a rewards thing going. It's like. Pretty then good. there's another Acorns commercial. It's also different from the Tim, original. These Acorns. people are paying to hear ads. It's uh, this one was like less of a story, and it was more of just a voiceover, kind of telling you how it worked. Like Big Brother. Yeah. Um, and then the same Rachel Ray commercial, but at this point, I realized I think it's definitely dog food. It is. I'm okay. telling you, it's dog food. And then there's a commercial for celebrity cruises, Tom. Okay. What Dr- celebrities? No celebrities actually go on these things. Drinks and Wi-Fi and tips are always included now, they Whoa, say. Oh, that's tips. actually, that's a big deal. Should we go on a cruise? Maybe, because, yeah, that was always where they got you with the drinks whenever I went on cruises, because it was like all the food's free, soda, you could buy like a soda pass or whatever. Um, <laughs> you would pay a lot of money for that soda pass. Uh no, but I didn't because it was like, well, I'm already paying for booze. Um, and the booze, I remember thinking like, oh, these prices are like normal. But, you know, but that's living in New York City, whereas other people on the cruises were like, you know, from the Midwest or, or down south. They would be like, well, this is insane. This is like <laughs> triple. Uh, so that's a big deal that it's free. And same thing, I mean, this is also a long time ago, but like Wi-Fi costs like an astronomical amount of money and it was super slow. Um, It's probably still slow. Yeah. But also like they got to get people back onto cruises, man. Yeah. Well, and tips too, like, uh, I don't know, that wasn't like a a gating factor because especially like you had the same- Well, you don't tip really. (laughs) You had the same waiter every night. Yeah. So it was actually like a nice thing. Like you got to know the waiter a little bit. And when you were... I went on one cruise, it was uh-huh. with my family. I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Our waiter, mm-hmm. his name was Mustafa. Yeah. It's a cool See, name, you right? still remember him. Yeah. Uh, I so... didn't tip him anything, but I was 13 <laughs> years old. So like by the end, and like even that, they had like, you know, what the suggested tip was. Like, mm-hmm. so you knew... Uh, you know, I think they might have even had like for good service, great service, excellent service. Um, so like there even wasn't like much guessing of like, what do I tip for this? Like you mm-hmm. knew. And same thing for the housekeeping. I don't know. It was fine. It was like, this is part of the. Yeah. The well, cost. it's included now. Yeah. You probably just aren't giving them anything and probably just telling people you don't have to tip. It's yeah, fine. Pretty much. Uh, all right. Back to the movie. It's right in his diary again. All right, and he thinks about three years ago when he went to the the the, the proletariat area. Yeah, and he got a prostitute for two dollars. I thought you were gonna say a uh, prostate exam for two dollars. No, prostitute. Yeah, I I believe he does talk about maybe not necessarily that specific instance, but he talks about uh, uh, hiring prostitutes in, yeah. in the parole area. Um, they put a lot of makeup on her face to make it look yeah, all wrinkly. She was like very old, but had like, yeah. And her teeth are all gross. Yeah. And then they show her vagina in the movie. What? <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, wow. On Pluto TV. Yeah. I mean, that's right after the slice. The crotch. She pulls up her thing and you see. She pulls up her thing? Her her her, her skirt. Jeez, you're such a prude. You can't even say skirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now he's back at, uh, at work and Big Brother's watching him and he's looking at, he's like rewriting Do you think she was maybe wearing a merkin the uh, maybe. the, uh, I the don't actress? Know. He puts tape over some guy's face in the picture, you know, to to disappear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then that works. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then he uh, he's walking around outside mm-hmm. after work, I guess. It looks like a freaking garbage dump. There's yeah. a there's a tank driving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to an empty bar where some guys are playing chess. Yeah. And there's a guy on the screen admitting to lying. Mm-hmm. 
I think that same guy is sitting in the bar crying. Like, okay. I think that's where they send the guys yeah. to like disappear. Oh, okay, yeah, this is uh, the the cafe. It sounds yeah, yeah, like. yeah. Um, and he goes to a more crowded bar. He sees these people kissing in there, and he nice. leaves. Like I would do if I saw people <laughs> kissing at a bar. <laughs> He always passes this like little girl at some point. I think okay. that's symbolism or something. <laughs> um, he goes into an old uh, shop full of junk, and an old man is working there. An old mm-hmm. man comes out. I think that's probably Richard Burton. Okay, yeah, because like that's a that's an old man. I could only find pictures of Richard Burton as a young guy in like the nineteen forties. <laughs> um, so whatever. Um, he buys a thing and the old man's like, come upstairs. And he's like, oh, this bed, uh, a lady died. I think it was his wife died. And he's like, mm. would you like to buy this bed? There's bugs in it. Well, that's um, not a good And also pitch. like bombs are being dropped outside. While no, uh, Richard Burton played O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, that's O'Brien. Cyril Cusack played Charrington. That's the, the guy who owns the shop. Oh, okay. Um... There's a, the original Slice commercial came back on. A different Acorns ad, which is kind of halfway between the, the storyline <laughs> and informative. All right, well, good. Mixing it up. The same goddamn Rachel Ray commercial. It's definitely dog food at this point, I figured out. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, a uh, an episode of Designing Women started playing. A whole episode? I, I don't know what happened. The, the Pluto TV app seemed really buggy. I couldn't get it to <laughs> maybe, stop. Maybe the app was like, you know, you probably see enough of this. We got to keep this guy in the line. Show him an episode of Designing Women. Yeah, it's like something out of uh, George Orwell's 1984, <laughs> if you ask me. So I had to shut down the app for a while. <laughs> for a while? Okay. Yeah, because every time I opened it back up, Designing Women kept playing. Mm. But the sitcom from that the does indeed sound like something out of george orwell's 1984 yeah. so then i finally got it working and they were just like i had to fast forward to the part uh, swag bucks commercial came on i don't know what so that is this is really george or- it's a it's some app they're they're like if you get this app we'll just start sending you money it's like i don't think that you're <laughs> disclosing everything that goes on yeah. in this app um and then another a, a fourth different slice commercial came on Sounds like they really went all out on uh, different ads. And now I'm wondering, are they giving as much money as they could to these local pizzerias? Are they giving as much money to us for uh, promoting their app? Yeah, I don't think they're giving us anything. Yeah, no, they're not giving either of us any money for mentioning their app. I don't know, the Swagbucks app, I'm looking at it in the app store and it just says get free gift cards and cash. Yeah. What's what do I have to lose? Yeah. Oh, it's like you take surveys and you shop online and you scan receipts. This thing's bullshit. It's just like a coupon app, and they're like, it's getting cash. It's called Swagbucks, Tom. <laughs> All right. So the lady Julia's looking at him out on the street now. He watches uh, TV when he gets home. And it's like there's a like, war is, is peace. Shit, is the yeah. Julia in the movie young and attractive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they found a young and attractive ac- actress in Hollywood. Movie. Yeah. Huh. Um, he writes in his diary that he hates her and that he should kill her. Mm-hmm. He flashes back to, I think, his mom dead, getting eaten by rats. Yeah. I'm told they got real sewer rats out of the sewers for this production. Hmm. He's got a razor. Uh, a helicopter flies by, Tom. Look at this. Hold on. <sighs> Why wouldn't it zoom? I'll just hand it to you. Look at look at the the headshot of the actress who plays Julia on IMDb. There's a better. <laughs> did she just want to get William Hurt in there? I don't know. It's a it, it's a picture from the movie of her sitting in a in a theater behind William. Yeah, Hurt. I mean she's she's featured. Uh, That's not a in good... the frame alone a lot in this film. This yeah. is a heavy iPad. What's going on here? This is the same iPad you have. No, mine isn't this heavy. Well, go Yours to Yours must be fucked up. <laughs> you implying I did something to my iPad? No, to make I just it think you got a I think it's a little bit they... bigger than yours. No, I think it's about the no, same size. No, I think size. it's a little bit bigger. You got, you got hoodwinked by the, the guys actually, at the Apple store. It's got extra RAM in it. That's why it's heavier. 
Um, a helicopter flies by. They keep going back to this helicopter. I think it was a really big deal to have a helicopter in a movie at this point. So you're telling me you think that they sold me a heavy iPad at the Apple store and hoodwinked me, where it's like, uh, they all came off the line. This one's heavy. <laughs> we'll just sell it to an idiot. <laughs> I mean, the shoe fits. Uh, uh, this was when they were real big into uh, paying helicopters, and it was before John Landis had uh, killed uh, two children and a beloved actor um, with a helicopter. Was it before? I think so. Might have been after, and they might have been. This might have been them flexing <laughs> the, the, like. the big, the big, Look, Tom, the big finale of helicopters in movies. The, this it keeps going. It follows the book exactly to the yeah. point where, like, it sounds like it. Um, to a fault, like every, every negative thing I, I read about this movie was like, it follows the book. It was after the Twilight Zone movie. I, yeah. I stand corrected. Uh, maybe word hadn't gotten out yet. Yeah. Um, no, I think they're just like, look, we can do helicopters, right? All of a sudden, some, uh, some helicopter company came to John Hurt and they were like, well, uh, half price, we'll put a helicopter <laughs> in your movie. Yeah, and they're like, cool. We'll put it in a bunch of shots. Look, everything said, like, I'm not going to keep going through this movie. Yeah. Um, everybody's like, oh, to a fault, to the yeah. point where it's like they recreated scenes from a book. And, like, you can't just make a book into a movie. Like, you have, like, yeah. they're different mediums. So yeah. you have to figure that out. Whatever. Here's what I want to talk about. And especially, like, in 1984, like, a lot of the technology isn't explained it, you know and that's why the books age so well because it isn't really explained in depth mm-hmm. it, it, it's given such vague uh description purposely that it's like oh yeah in the 50s you could imagine what a telescreen is and today you could imagine what a telescreen is and they would look vastly different because of technological advances but like you know, he didn't say like, oh, and this is the resolution of the telescreen right. and, you know, uh, it had a non HD camera in it. Yeah. Look, it's nice. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's fine. After about a half hour, I was like, enough with the dystopia. Like, well, and them. that's why they put designing women on for you. <laughs> I think they so. Knew. I think Pluto TV knows me a little bit. Better. Yeah. Pluto TV is a regular yeah. big brother. Um, All right. A little bit about the making of this film, because this mm-hmm. is it's more interesting okay, than the yeah. actual. Okay. So the producers get the rights. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty hard to get the rights to, to 1984. Yeah, it like, seems like the kind of thing that they didn't want a movie, uh, that Orwell probably didn't want a movie yeah. made out of. Um, they get the rights, but like they can't find funding now. Mm-hmm. Who do you think steps in, Tom? The Who's queen. the coolest guy in the UK at this point? In 1984? Yeah. I, I don't know. Prince Richard Philip? Goddamn Branson. Oh, yeah. Virgin is fine. So Virgin Films comes in. Uh huh. And they're like, we'll finance it. Hell yeah. yeah. And Richard Branson's like, cool. Do whatever you want. I'm a cool rock and roll guy. This will be cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they start making the movie. They hire uh, this guy. Um, who is the guy that I said to do the the. Uh, Roger the, Deacon. The soundtrack. Richard Deacon. No, 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 no. Oh, um, uh, Ra- uh, no. Radford was the, uh, sorry, uh, Muldowney. Something yeah. Muldowney. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Richard Branson was like, no, nah, we need a cool pop act to yeah, do the score. Like the Arrhythmics. You're like, how about David Bowie? And David Bowie was like, no. <laughs> yeah. You can't afford this. Um. And then uh, they're like, okay, Eurythmics. And they're like, cool. And so, uh, first of all, this guy, uh, this guy, uh, Muldowney, Mm -hmm. freaking scored this whole movie. And then Richard Branson was like, hey, Eurythmics, come in and score this whole movie. Yeah. And the director didn't even know Uh, that they were doing this. mm. And then uh, at the last minute, like before release, uh, Richard Branson was like, Hey, we're gonna replace that like ninety percent of that score with with Eurythmics. Yeah, and the the director was like, "No, this sucks." So the 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 freaking the movie mm-hmm. won like uh, best movie of the year at some awards. Uh, uh, yeah. thing. Radford gets up. The director 
gets up and starts uh, talking shit about uh, how the Eurythmics suck. <laughs> and guess what? Annie Lennox and the other guy in the Eurythmics. They, they jump up on stage. No, they didn't even know any of that happened. Well, I was going to say, I bet that they had no idea. They were just like, oh, no, Virgin was just, they like gave us the stuff and we sent in our shit and they were like, great. And then the movie came out and we're like, cool. Yeah. Oh, look, this other guy had like four minutes of music out of the whole thing, right? Like, um, yeah, that like, definitely, I'm, I'm actually surprised that, uh, that that happened because I feel like, in that situation, people know, you know, people that work in Hollywood know like, oh, the, the, these people had nothing to do with that. They didn't yeah. come in and watch a cut of the film and go, this sucks. We should do the music <laughs> and don't tell the director. Yeah. So uh, they were just like, what are you doing? Like, you just made this whole speech about how we suck. Oh, mm-hmm. we did. Like, we didn't even know. We never even met you, man. Yeah. Um. And then uh, it was a whole big clusterfuck. So, like, this is one of those things. It's like Blade Runner, how it's like, what version do you find to watch oh, or whatever? Okay, this yeah. is like, there's a version a lot with of like studio meddling where it's like all the original orchestral score was released at some point. Mm-hmm. Some of it is like all Eurythmics. Some of it mm-hmm. has like 50 50. And it's just like, there's no real official definitive version. And that always bothers me with movies. Yeah. I so mean, it's just like, give me, give me the movie. Like you guys figure this out and it's not my problem. Yeah. Uh, the director went on to direct El Postino. Yeah. A movie. The Postman. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. Uh, Blade Runner that, you know, there was like Blade Runner, Blade Runner, the director's cut, Blade Runner, the ultimate yeah. cut. Um, yeah, it's very annoying. And I feel like that happened a lot in the 80s. And I feel like it happened a lot with people like uh, Richard Branson types that were like, hey, we're going to hire people and be like, hey, man, do what you want. And then at a certain point, they're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> like, I'm going to lose a lot of money. And then they do like desperate things like the movie's confusing. Bring in Harrison Ford to do a weird yeah. voiceover. Bring in the Eurythmics. That's. They I get these weird something. ideas of this what Eurythmic, will save the movie. Yeah, this Eurythmic score uh-huh. was my favorite part of the movie, oh. though. Yeah. I love the Eurythmic, so <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear that. Why can't we think of the other guy's name? The, the one that's not Annie Lennox? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I knew his name no, in the first Dave place. No, Dave Stewart? Dave Eurythmic. Is it Dave Stewart? Maybe. There's no way of knowing, unfortunately. Dave Stewart. Yeah, I was hey. right. Okay, hey. Um... Yeah, and probably if they had like come to the director early on in production, we're like, "Hey, this is what we're thinking." <laughs> well, the Eurythmics, he might have been like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, cool." Yeah, probably not though. Actually, it sounds like because that's like a way different direction to go in than an orchestral soundtrack, you know, like a standard uh, movie score. Yeah, look, Tom, the movie is depressing. Mm-hmm. The eurythmic score is good. Um, re- Did that eurythmic score get a uh, release? Like a yeah, they okay. they released it as a as a record called uh, uh, nineteen eighty four in parentheses for the nineteen eighty four for the love of Big Brother. Wow! So they did it for Big Brother. So that's what they walked away. Yeah, they thought Big Brother they was good. They were like, you know what, author- authoritarianism, that's what the arrhythmics like. Tom, uh, I think uh, you're going to like uh, the single from the album, the name of it. What is it? It's one word. Sex crime. Nice. In parentheses, 1984, <laughs> but spelled out N-I-N-E. Right. Yeah. I always liked Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox is cool. And that's why like I get upset hearing that uh that this man uh got Radford, so mad at her. Yeah. Because uh Annie Lennox seems like the type of person throughout her career that's like avoided situations where uh she's had to do something shitty, you know. Yeah. Not to mention Dave Stewart. Yeah. Another green man who we know a lot about. <laughs> well, Remember so that song, he Walking ha- on Broken Glass? He didn't do, have do, a solo career, so. Maybe he did. We yeah, don't know. Well, if he did, it wasn't successful. I feel like he would play, he'd be the kind of guy that would play like 
Dave Stewart um, and um, Robbie Krieger from The Doors are playing at B.B. <laughs> King's Blues Club in Times Square. Now, Dave Stewart didn't sing on any Eurythmic songs, did he? Not that I'm aware I of. I mean, I really only know that one song. <laughs> You're a big fan. <laughs> I didn't say I was a big fan. I said I always liked her yeah. as a person. I mean, I like her songs, but I'm not that familiar with her songs. But, you know, I've, I've like seen her on the interviews and stuff, and she seems uh, lovely. Hey. This show is pro eurythmics. Yeah, agreed. Um, and on that note, Tom, that is the film 1984. Uh, what's going on next week? A special episode. A special episode. Number one, a uh, a poll is going up mm-hmm. for the next book, and it's going to be a little. I think the theme is going to be lighthearted fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the, that's been, the feedback we've gotten. Apparently, yeah, we've been doing some heavy shit, and uh-huh. I think you know I feel it too. Like I can't. <laughs> Look, I had to watch Blade Runner and 1984 <laughs> and like the, the weird 1950s version of Lord of the Flies for the like <laughs> yeah. let's do something. Let's let's Hey, how about a happy ending? Yeah. Um so we will uh we'll have that pull up shortly and then and week, it was are you thinking it'll just be a bunch of uh, different uh, chicken soup for the soul books? Yeah. Okay. Chicken soup for the teenage soul. Chicken soup for the uh, college. You can't soul. think of another one. College. <laughs> no, that was one that you give for people going to college. Okay. Um, chicken soup for the father's soul, right? Like they, mm. they would all be like, yeah. oh, it's father. It's a good Father's Day gift." What the uh, hell were those? Just short stories or something? Yeah, like uh, inspirational tales. Oh, I think there they... was something vaguely religious about yeah. it. Yeah. This thing sold like hotcakes. Yeah. We should have gotten in on that. We should get in chicken, on a scam Chicken like soup that. for the podcaster's soul, for the book lover's soul. Mm. I mean, I don't a, think we can do the chicken nah, soup thing. It'll just thing. be They've other already... books inside of it. Mm-hmm. And then they they won't know who to sue. <laughs> all, the, all the people that own the copyrights on the books, they'll be suing the chicken soup people. And the chicken soup people will be like, we didn't even put this out. <laughs> We're trying to figure out who to sue, who to sue ourselves. Nice. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> it's a good plan. But next um, week we'll be doing uh, something that's not book related. Yeah, maybe we'll be TBR talking. to be read. What? It's not going to be. <laughs> I, a I book. was going to say TBD, but then I thought, well, it's a book podcast. I should say TBR. You, know, you just said we're not going to read anything. Then. I know it was very confusing. Thank you for being patrons. We love you very much. Uh, next week's going to be cool, no matter what happens. So. Listen, no matter what happens, we love you very much. Despite what you might hear in the next episode. (laughs) See you next week.